The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, they're here, and I'm here, and you're here, so <laughs> this is the Homeans Chronicles, and I am Sarah in the basement. <laughs> and I am Nicole in the normal recording spot, okay, <laughs> the podcast loft. Uh, so I've moved. I have officially handed over the keys to the house I used to live in for almost 10 years, and it's fucking weird. Because I feel like I'm homeless, but I also feel like I still have a home, you know, that's still home to me. I'm not saying oh. it's good or bad. Okay. But that's you know, quite it's- the um, audio experience of you blowing your nose into the mic. That <laughs> You guys, I need a reset. That was, <laughs> that was the up. ASMR I was not looking for. <laughs> Is it ASMR if you don't like it? <laughs> I, I, well, I think it's still technically called that name, right? Whether you like it or not. I mean, that's fair, right? I don't fair. know. I, I'm not into ASMR at all. At all? Like even no. a little bit? Like no. visual? Nothing? No. It you all find bothers nothing? me. Oh it's, God! It bothers me to no end. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Yeah, we got to unpack this one a little bit. <laughs> Why? It's just irritating as fuck. Like what part? All of it. Like, <laughs> so there's not one part like of any like ASMR is a huge spectrum of things. It's not just audible stuff. You know that, right? I know you know that. You know that. I I do. I understand. It's mainly auditory. However, people are making a living on TikTok doing it, so people are watching them do it. Oh yeah into a microphone because it's mainly auditory however I find none of it appealing <laughs> I, you I know you're not ADHD <laughs> is that is that mean that I'm super neurotypical because I'm not I, into any of it I don't know frankly I feel like some people find it to be like stimulation for them it like it soothes it calms you know it's it's predictable so it's not overwhelming and so people like it (laughs) and you just find it to be fucking annoying (laughs) and a complete waste of time yes oh wait to be spending my time listening or watching something it needs to be doing something for me and it does nothing for me (laughs) this ladies and gentlemen is peak (laughs) self-awareness like peak self-awareness. I am probably one of the most self-aware people. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm pretty close. <laughs> yeah, like I'm very self-aware, I feel, in comparison to your normal Joe, your average yeah, Joe. I feel I like I'm very self-aware. I would agree with that. Uh... 100%. I agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, so um, let's see. I moved in. And, um, we watch a show called Renovation Island on Discovery Plus. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the most recent episode is they've sold their home in Canada and they've relocated to a home in Florida. And the guy was like, mentally home is still Canada, 
physically, I don't have a home. And I'm like, man, I feel that. But I'm sitting in my new living room, like just right watching TV that I own. Like, and I'm just like, yeah. It's just weird still. <laughs> well, yeah, you've still got stuff in boxes. Yeah. Seth doesn't have all his things in yet. So huh. you're in a transition. Yeah, we've got to get the animals in. That's a whole thing. And that's, you know, why I'm in my basement right now. Some some of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Um, I was watching a show from last year from 2021 on netflix called tattoo redo oh it's a good one you watched it i've seen episodes of it yeah like what do i watch there's not, that, there's not many episodes it's it's it like five yeah it goes fast mm-hmm. i had co-workers last year who watched it or were watching it and they were like <laughs> the host which her name is jessie may peluso mm-hmm. And she used to be on that MTV show. Yeah. With girl Code. Com- yeah, Girl Code. Yeah. And she's a stand-up comedian. And um, I think I used to follow her on Instagram, but she posts a lot of pictures of her, like, bare ass. And I was like, eh. You yeah, know. I'm not into the booty pics uh, with her either, but I know. Yeah. She doesn't do them to be sexy. Like, she does them to be funny. And I'm just like, yeah. but it's not really funny, though. Yeah, it's kind of I don't cringy. know if I... Um, if I still follow her or not, but I do like, I like her. Um, but so the, my coworkers were like, we're watching this show tattoo redo and the host Jessime reminds us of you. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'll take that as a compliment. I mean, she's a pretty funny bitch, you know? Yeah. And, uh, too. <laughs> and, uh, they were like, it's her facial expressions. It's yeah, her, I can see that. Like, cause she's so expressive with like the way that she reacts to people and everything. And I was like, okay, you know, if you say so or whatever. So then for some reason it clicked in yesterday that, oh, oh you're I never, watching? no, that I'd never watched the show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. God. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I don't like, I didn't have anything on the docket. So I was like, let me put this on. And then as I'm watching her, I'm like, Oh, I see it. <laughs> like I was watching myself oh, no. in a way. And then I was like, you know what? Some of those facial expressions that she's making are very like typical, I'll say earth sign type reactions. I was like, I bet you she's a Virgo. A hundred percent she is. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious (laughs) and I was I was like "Mm." some of those faces I was like I'm very familiar very familiar and then I I follow like a lot of Virgo meme (laughs) accounts and stuff on Instagram and they are always showing Virgo's reactions to things (laughs) because it's always either like super bitchy or super disgusted or whatever and not um, in any way shape or form no and um so I've become really familiar with my own facial expressions when we talk about self-awareness I've taken it to another level (laughs) I have been able to recognize that somebody else is also a Virgo based on how they are acting their visceral reactions to things (laughs) (laughs) okay so I got one for you on that one too 
because you all know I watch 90 Day Fiance and now that my oh. boyfriend and I. Yeah, but real quick. Uh-huh. If if you if people have not watched it, it is a fun show. It's very oh, entertaining. It but there's this one episode where this guy got a tattoo from a friend. He was like, oh, yeah, he had his own, you know, tattoo gun or whatever. We were drunk in the and, kitchen. And we used to say this um, like chant or like he called it like a cheers, I think. It was a cheers and, for when they were doing shots and stuff. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was like a it was like a come story. Like, it yeah. was like, like, I don't remember the whole thing, but it basically ended with, well, if you can't come in or come on her. And he had that tattooed on his person. No. On, yeah. He had, on it was like body and his <laughs> wife or somebody was just like, yeah, I'm kind of sick of looking at it. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck did you even start dating this man with the shit tattooed on his body? The choices are evident. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have touched that with a 10 foot pole, not even trying to unpack that. Just no, nah, we're all set. Cause it was like definitely disparaging to women. It wasn't good in any way, shape, or form. No, and it's on it was, his back. Ugh. It was insane. I was like, no. And it was like, if she doesn't the want to drink it, they... give it to her anyway, and something like that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Like the fact that that only were they saying it out loud, right? And like proudly, yeah. and now he's walking around with it. I was disgusted. Yeah, it's a rough one. That was one of the ones I was just like, oh. I had the visceral reaction and Seth was like, what is wrong with him? Like, that is appalling. Like, I was upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have every right to be. I was as well. I was as Any, well. anyway. But yeah, so that's actually one of my one of the goodish better one of the gooder shows, one of the better shows that I found along the way that I really liked about tattoos. But like, okay, so speaking of people being Virgos and visceral reactions and facial expressions and shit. So, of course, I watched 90 Day Fiance, and the na- the last season is, like, about to wrap up. Seth and I are, he's he's so excited about it now. Like, we both sat there with our popcorn basically just waiting for that drama, and it came full force. But several of these couples have women who are Virgo-esque, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. they're being, they are seen as um, being controlling and commanding Type um, A that they type a. I know, but the guys keep saying that it's just American women, right? In general, that are more controlling and the head of the house and blah blah blah. But I know who you're gonna say, and one of them has already announced on the show that she is a Virgo. Oh yeah, she 100 percent was like, well, I'm a Virgo, so this is just how it's thought to be. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the one that's got the fr- the guy from kobe uh yes. her name's not it's not emily is it emily yes yeah so she's like you know hyper fertile and yeah. they're pregnant already for the second time and yeah she's seen as kind of like controlling and commanding when in reality she's a virgo and that's just how she is and the other one i, I actually feel is- like most of the time she's um she communicates well with him like I yeah. feel like most of the time she actually puts her words together and does not overreact I wouldn't say that she makes the best choices right which is a completely different thing completely. but <laughs> when they have talks and stuff I mean she really doesn't like raise her voice they don't like yell at each other no, for the most great. part I mean you know like even though she's like this is how it is I feel like a lot of times she's also um 
more gentle than they give her credit for. Yeah, I would say that, but she's also definitely not right all the time. <laughs> no, she is no not. Tackle stuff. It's just not, not. No, no. And then the other one that's is the choices, red... though. That's yeah, bad choices. That's, that's character. We can't <laughs> fix character. <laughs> the other one is the um, Kara is her name, and she's the yeah. redhead. And yeah. Her husband Guillermo is from Mexico, Spain. No, um, Venezuela. But she Venezuela, met him South in... America. Yeah, she met him in like the Dominican or somewhere. Okay, yeah. And but and like, um he's from Venezuela. Yeah, and they were saying, you know, that he's got because he's got like she's got like eight or something years on him. He's a baby compared to her, I guess. He's 23, she's 30. Yeah, so that's a that's a large gap in my opinion when you're in your 20s. But she too is very controlling and not necessarily controlling but just matter of fact and like I resonate with her and like what she brings to the, she's like why would you even say that that's not something you need to say because it's not something to consider because it's we don't we're not there like yeah I see where yeah. she's coming from yeah and her delivery is incredibly Virgo and I'm wondering if she's an actual Virgo too oh maybe yeah those are the two women I think really are the most that reminded me of maybe you <laughs> Or at the very least, I could identify it more because of you, but. <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Kara from 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Kara Bass. Kara Bass birthday. Mm, this is not available no too bad i'm sure it'll come up eventually but yeah she was one of the other ones i was like that's a virgo that lady is a virgo but there's this well there's one saying um may 11th which would make her a taurus which is also an earth sign which i said is like we like yeah yeah it's right there yeah it is right there mm -hmm. very matter of fact in the delivery as well Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. But yeah, anyway, and then final catch-up corner, the CDC has announced we no longer have to worry about COVID. Anything. Well, not that you <laughs> you don't have to that's, that's... quarantine, you don't have to wear your mask. You don't have to, yes. However, if you are uh highly susceptible to having a difficult time dealing with COVID in any sort of way, I don't think that means that you're necessarily in the clear of any serious dangers. No, it does not. It just means that everybody's fucking over this <laughs> and that you have to choose how you want to live your life. They're not telling you how to choose how to live your life anymore. Exactly. And that's interesting. And I don't the know. World, if, the world needs to get back to production is well, basically where it's at. They've been printing a ton of shit ton of money, <laughs> going more and more in debt, and nobody's fucking working. They're like, you know what? Just everybody go. Yeah. Social this, security's getting ready to dry up. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like when we had that conversation with our friend from Australia mm -hmm. and they were talking about 
like the, the state of the world and how their government is just like, I don't really, I can't, I can't, it's too much. Like, I feel like I'm there now with ours a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, we're all still, we're all still functioning members of society. We were both still getting paychecks and they can move. So, Hey, <laughs> kind can't of. complain. Can't we, complain. Some of us, some of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was mostly talking for me and you, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So um, last time we met, you had a poop story. Uh-huh. And it didn't, and it you did have to poop, yes. But it it was mostly around. Um, the antics that went on in the attempt to unclog the toilet that was not necessarily from poop. Still uncertain. Like. <laughs> if just toilet paper bunched up in there or what the deal was but um my never-ending story was because I couldn't get the clog to move and so then in the process of doing so I ran into about five or six other people who then I had to tell about it and it was a whole thing and (laughs) oh my god it just I had to run to the Taco Bell to use their bathroom because and my see, bathroom like- wasn't like I just I didn't trust it. Like I said, it wasn't like I had a disgusting situation where I had an overflow or anything and the, the water was going down. It just wasn't going down very quickly. Like I didn't feel like there was enough pressure for me to poop in the toilet right. to go down. So then no, I had it wasn't to go, a safe. So then I had to go find a different toilet to it poop in. Wouldn't have been safe. So as your as your story kind of revolves more around the logistics of the poop hole. Yes. <laughs> mine straight up is about poop. <laughs> so this is pre. I think this is pre you era, like right mm-hmm. before you and I met. Mm-hmm. I was dating somebody and working at Party City and living with my parents <sighs> oh god I just had a visceral chill from that just saying it out loud like oh, <laughs> oh, that era so we the guy and I were dating um he and I lived probably about a half hour away from each other my parents had gone out of town and I was watching the family dog and the family dog and I went over to visit the boyfriend after I dropped the parents off at the airport. And between dropping them off and going and doing all that stuff, I was brewing a poop. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to poop at this guy's house. And I wasn't really trying to poop in, in any kind of public space at the at, around because he lived in Ipsy. So there's that. And Ipsy's not a very good part of town by any means, but it also doesn't have a lot of public spaces to poop safely, mm. I guess. Because it like all involves like having to get a key and then everything's disgusting. So whatever. I just, I was just like, I'll just poop at his house. No big deal. So we get there and it's a one bedroom or I'm sorry, two bedroom, one bathroom, kind of like lower level loft situation. And the way his bathroom and bedroom were set up, you would sit in the bedroom in the bed and you would look out the door, which was on the right side of the room. And you would see into the bathroom. So there's like a straight line. You really can't miss it. You know, the bathroom's there. You can probably hear everything that's happening within the bathroom. 
it was an early morning drop off and I got to the house and he was in bed still. And I had a key, I think at that point. So I let myself in with the dog and we said, hi. And I was like, I'm gonna use the bathroom really quick. So I went and blew this bathroom up. Like <laughs> it was coffee poop. It was yesterday's food poop. It was everything I had eaten anything and everything was evacuating I was like here we go (laughs) (laughs) and so I had already kind of gotten over like the poop fear of pooping in public because my disease I didn't really have a choice you know what I mean I'd have to go in public and like poop and then you use the bathroom to poop and everybody's like "Ooh, you pooped in the bathroom like yeah that's where you do those things sorry I gotta blow my nose hang on (laughs) and you're welcome so thank you So I had already kind of conquered the fear of pooping in public, but pooping next to somebody that I emotionally was invested in was something I didn't feel confident in yet, but I really had no choice at this point. It was happening. And I was only supposed to be there for like, I wasn't staying, you know, I just, I just dropped in to say hi and apparently leave a drop a deuce. Like (laughs) I wasn't staying to hang out. It was early. I had stuff to do. I think I had to go to work that day. So I had to drive all the way back to my mom, dad's house. So came into the house. I said, I went into the bedroom and said hi to him for a second, used the bathroom, pooped, came back out, hung out for like maybe 10 maximum, 10 more minutes. And then I left (laughs) and I tried to close the door. I don't know if it had a fan. There was definitely no window. It was not approved. Like it would not have passed an inspection. Like uh-huh. there's, there was no way for this to escape. It was trapped. And I closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> and so like after the 10 minute mark, I was like, I feel like you can still smell this to myself. But uh-huh. I was like, I, but I also have to go. So I just left. <laughs> never said anything about it. He never said anything about it in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then he called. Well, yeah, you feel like after a certain amount of time, it'll just evaporate. No, <laughs> nope. So I'm 10, 15 minutes into my drive back, and I'm like, all right, you know, I just. How embarrassing. I know I blew up his bathroom and I know it smelled terrible. And he didn't say he calls me. Babe, you smell. (laughs) My bathroom still reeks. Did you actually flush? (laughs) And I was like, well, that's a level of intimacy I just wasn't ready to accomplish with you yet. Here we are, though. So I have, in fact, had to explain to him then why my poop was so bad. And I was like, well, I have this disease and all these other things. And I just, I'm really sorry. And he was like, I don't need you to be sad or upset about it. I'm just letting you know, you're a smelly bitch. I love you anyway. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I can say I've never had a repeat of that experience <laughs> <laughs> with anybody else I've ever dated. 
but I really did appreciate the honesty and just like the upfront vulnerability that we had in conversation after that day because <laughs> there's really nothing left at that point <laughs> just a smelly bitch sorry <laughs> I just think it's funny that he called you I don't think I would like if a guy like stung in my bathroom I don't think I I mean I don't you're just like okay well is what it is I guess I don't know well, I wouldn't call I don't think I I mean he was an Aries so <laughs> that says anything but it was the fact that he didn't text me like we were texters you know what I mean we right, would text right, each right. other we never talked on the phone so the fact that he made a point to call me to tell me these things means that he wanted to make sure I heard the tone of his voice <laughs> while he but told he me still all these cared awful about things about you myself. anyway <laughs> he's like we're gonna get we're gonna move past this we'll have sex again at some point yes <laughs> <laughs> that didn't stop it no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So that was <laughs> that's one of my poop stories. I don't really have a lot of like. Oh, I also I have clogged male friends' toilet before. Um, we were camping and we had to cut the camping trip short because it was raining so bad. All of our tents had water in them, and so we had to you know quickly go back to the city. Whatever we were. And I didn't have like a home base in that city anymore because I'd moved, but I needed to, you know, go back and do some stuff in the city before I drove back to Detroit. So I was with my friend, his wife and children were out at the time, or I don't think they had kids. I can't remember, but it was just, you know, him and I there and we knew each other. We went to school together, but we weren't super duper close. You know, mm -hmm. he sort of dated one of the ladies I'm friends with, um, and it was just like, it, it just ended kind of strange. You know, it was college, lack of communication, all the things. And so we were hanging out after college, a couple years after college, just him and I kind of like awkwardly like, so anyway, this is our lives now. Like, not really sure how to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we weren't really sure how to, what? And so I was like, can I use your bathroom? He's like, yeah, no problem. So I'm going in there and I use it and I clog it. And it, it ain't unclogging. And I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> your boy didn't have a plunger. He didn't have nothing. Oh. Nothing. Like I was rocking the last roll of toilet paper kind of shit. No oh. pun intended. Yeah. <sighs> and so I like, I was like, the longer I sit in here, the more awkward it's going to be. I'm just going to have to do it. I have to tell him I fucking, I need a plunger friend. Do you have one? So like I open the door. I'm like, Hey friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know this isn't the only toilet in this house. Is there by chance a plunger I can use? And he was like, Oh yeah, here, let me get it for you. And he ended up not letting me plunge the toilet myself. Oh, I feel like that's way worse. Exactly. That's why I bring it up. Because I was like, you don't have to. I can. He's like, no, it's okay. I got it. I'm like, mm -hmm. 
and it was a camping poop so it was not right smelled and the things and I was like I'm just gonna go now I'm gonna leave your house and I'm just gonna drive back to Detroit and stew on this moment for the rest of my life probably (laughs) I know you're like thank you for being gentlemanly and all but um this isn't one of those situations where I want us to bond (laughs) no (laughs) or for you to take care of me I didn't need that I was like I'm I'm an independent bitch we can we can do this ourselves and he was like that's cool I got it like wow chivalry is not dead just an awkward time to bring it back up though you know what I'm saying it is okay (laughs) so yeah I wish I had my neighbors found me trying to snake my toilet because I you know couldn't but I just straight the fuck up embarrassing poop stories (laughs) I do remember I clogged the toilet at um my like childhood best friend I mean we're still friends but like I was basically part of their family and I was at her house all the time. And so just from a numbers game, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like the possibility of me clogging a toilet at her house is much higher than anywhere else because it was second, like my second home. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, but they had this like second bathroom that was connected to the laundry room. And it always had issues like you needed to shake the handle or you had to hold the handle or what, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, one time I clogged it and it overflowed and I had to tell her dad (laughs) we were, I was young though. I mean, I like, I like, I still remember it, but so I must've been like maybe middle school or something. I mean, Hey, but I don't even know. Like, like I said, that toilet was always suspicious. You're always (laughs) taking your life in your own hands by going yeah out. my cousin did the same situation at like a powder room they called it you know the half bath off the, the laundry mm-hmm. room their powder room was always jacked up mm-hmm. and like if it wasn't the lock on the door that would lock you in if you kind of twist the yeah the wrong way I feel like with they there's a similar thing they had the door that slid <laughs> yes it was a pocket <laughs> door yes <laughs> yes same thing like, half bath pocket door plumbing there was always something sometimes yeah. you could get in and out like one time I had to go pee so bad and I couldn't get the stupid pocket door out I just was peeing like I know no bit I was like <laughs> this I don't pee my pants don't look the stupid bathroom I know my cousins had the same fucking problem man <laughs> and then like but their bathroom also had a window to the deck where everybody hung out when we were there for family time and so it was like I wasn't allowed to go upstairs to use any of the bathrooms upstairs. I had to use this busted ass powder room. And every time I had to use this busted ass powder room, I did something that fucked it up. And some adult had to come in and be like, why, why is it always you? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand it either. I love that they really called it a powder room though. That's truly like lipstick on a pig situation. (laughs) It really is. it really is man yeah so that's the the I don't believe I have any other poop encounters I don't have any that are memorable I think the reason that one is so memorable is because I wasn't at home I feel as though any other time I clogged the toilet I was probably at home well um and I mean so my friend had two older sisters and so it, the only guy in the house was the dad. Yeah. Which, so then it was like, Vinny. 
and he's always doing something right he's always right. fixing something at something he's because these girls yeah these fucking girls you know hair in the hair in the drain poop in the toilet yeah, it's all yeah. the same yeah. <laughs> but so I it's will... memorable because it overflowed right <laughs> oh no that's yeah i probably uh -oh. attempted to like flush it myself or do several times myself, but oh, i was yeah. probably like 12. oh yeah <laughs> <I've>... <laughs> man and then like well i guess i can say i'll tell everybody now like when we used to go party at the clubs and stuff i pooped at every club we ever went to oh god you up. were that person i had no I choice was always like who's the person are you talking about when we were older yeah oh and, okay after you already had your mycenae gravis yeah right. oh like, yeah yeah okay. oh i knew that but like when you're younger when you were no. like 21 or even the 18 and up places you'd be like who's the person that's pooping at the club no it was i was so baffled by that because i was in like drink mode like sport mode you know like you don't fucking slow down <laughs> you just drink. She had that yeah. she had that back thing from her crocs on the <laughs> loaded up into yeah, sport mode i was like who the fuck takes shits when they drink that's weird that's only happens when you do coke and it's bad you know what i mean and then <laughs> fucking five yeah. years later i got diagnosed with some bullshit disease that made me shit my pants every time i fucking breathed so <laughs> poop at all the clubs <laughs> it sucked <laughs> uh, i'm like we didn't really do clubs that's why i was confused at a second for a second i was like it was more yeah, like bars, bars but... <clears throat> anyway yeah, like, uh, what was the clutch cargo remember that place mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was pooped like a, that was a that was an 18 and up place that yeah, was I pooped there when we were younger <laughs> yeah they never that had bathrooms like, that worked either that was the high school days i do remember oh man here's a good one i do remember and then we can get going but i was at god it was not 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 more than 10 years ago it was relatively recent where i was hanging out at a bar with a guy who was like let's go to this after party and i was like cool man let's do this dance and so we went to this very creepy russian after party not i shouldn't say russian but it was like a majority of the humans there were russian but it was in this like condo downtown detroit you had to like knock do a safe mm -hmm, word mm -hmm. hand over all i remember your stuff. you i remember you telling me this yeah yeah and then the toilet this is one was of only... those times that i opted out yeah well it was weird but <laughs> <laughs> we're still here to tell the tale <laughs> so i remember like they had a toilet there and it was constantly running because they didn't want people to flush it you know what i mean and it was a it was a drug house it was like drug condos literally they're just a, they had a wet bar to drink at and a toilet to you know do your things at but everybody was doing whippets and they're doing cocaine and anything and everything you could possibly imagine was happening at this place and of course your girl has to take a shit and i use the bathroom and i'm like it's not flushing this toilet is not flushing i'm fucked like I didn't realize the toilet wasn't flushing because it was just constantly running. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm gonna, I can't. And then eventually the toilet sucked down a turd. <laughs> sucked down another one. I was like, oh, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. If you even exist, you are here with me. And I genuinely appreciate you. Like I was doing all of the thinking and the praising yeah. and like everything and anything mm -hmm. because I was at this place with a bunch of women who were literal like sex workers in the pimps that were working them you know what i mean and then i didn't need to be that girl 
<laughs> I mean, if it hadn't have gone down, you probably should have just ran out the front door. Hunter P, I would have fucking bolted. Like, <laughs> I left my, I mean, there's I no hanging there. out after that. It's a poop and run. Yeah, it's a shit and get type sitch because you ain't. <laughs> Is that fucking... the title of this episode? Is shit? Shit? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, because I was like, I, my life was flashing before my eyes. <laughs> I didn't even know how I was going to get home. Like, I didn't have my car with me. We had gone to the bar. We Ubered over to the bar, and then we Ubered to this place. And I, didn't, and I was just like, I am. They're going to kill me. Like, I thought. <laughs> It was the end of it for me. Like, it, this is the end. Say goodbye. Like, You're just Nicole, yelling. I love you. <laughs> You're just yelling pineapple, <laughs> like any safe word possible. Like, bananas and oranges. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That memory is very vivid now. I kind of put that one in the back burner for a minute, but I was very nervous. <laughs> and I'm like, <sighs> I'm thankful it wasn't a full-on explosion too, because I think that the it was just a perfect storm for me to have a mild panic attack, <laughs> realize it was okay, and be like, "Well, I kind of, I just farted. It's fine." <laughs> like, slit myself and then moved on. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I went there twice. I ended up doing that twice in that place. <laughs> in case the first mild panic attack wasn't enough, let's just tempt it and see if it'll happen again did not ease any of the tension and stress no. that came with it no it would double up because you'd be like wait am i only lucky once yeah exactly <laughs> what are the odds we're gonna be able to get away with this one again you know that no it was perfect be, the first it would, time it would be go from mild to full blast <laughs> just full blast panic and I was like, you know, sometimes I would have had said- to leave. If I had to do it again, I would have had to leave. I would not have, I couldn't have tested the limits. It was terrifying because you don't <laughs> know anybody. I was only there with one person right. that I knew. It, that is terrifying, but it's almost better if something does happen. And then at least they're like, it's just, you're just the girl who pooped at the party. Then at least you're not like forever. It's not forever in your face. You know, it's just that <laughs> night and it ends. Yeah. And I think that was like the chance I was weighing out. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. So if something bad does really happen, but the one thing I was worried about was like having to run out, like the bathroom was it. So the whole situation, it was an upstairs condo. So you had to walk up a massive flight of stairs to get to the condo in the first place, but it was a single door to the outside so it's not like it shared any space right. with any other publicly so going up to the space i had to first meet with the security guard air quotes because who knows what the fuck he was actually doing he probably stole all the shit <laughs> meet with him to give him the contents of my purse which included my medication like i had to give him my lifeline and mm. get it back from him when I left. So mm. I wouldn't have been able to just zip out of there anyway because he had all my shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were protecting themselves. <laughs> I think yeah. I gave him my like my ID and shit too. Like it was aggressive being in there. And the fucked up thing is, is they took my medication, but they were still doing coke and all other drugs up there. I just right. couldn't have the medication that saved my life. <laughs> like my scar and the prescription wasn't enough for this fucking rando security guard air quotes 
Right. <laughs> Let me take it upstairs. I'm like, what do you think I'm about to do? Drug people? No, man, this is the shit that saves my life. Drugging myself. It also makes me dump in my pants on occasion. So. <laughs> I don't know. I feel as though those poops might have been also fear inspired. Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't have fear inspired poops. Well, I just, out. I mean, like the fact that you're like thinking about it, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like you're almost like manifesting it. Like, oh my God, I would pooped here last time. Yeah. And I don't, I believe it was just straight up the fact that I was drinking yeah. and I was eating and I just had, the, it was like, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning too so it's not like right I was right. on a schedule I was on my I was on my actual schedule maybe <laughs> right okay well that's probably enough of the uh shits and gigs literally so gigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Do you have a wonderful hoe of history that you'd like to introduce at least and yeah um oh yeah we could get a feel for her and maybe all right next time yeah a hunter p so we're gonna go with milady may west booyah she okay. she actually was born in the 1800s y'all mm -hmm. and she lived for almost a hundred fucking years making everybody's life exciting af for the entire time basically <laughs> uh she uh she started off in the new york scene and she started actually doing stage shows around five when she went to church and then graduated to more pro like higher productions by the time she was 14 and then she actually wrote her own broadway play that debuted in 1926 and um, we'll go into the to more details in the next week. But she was one of the first women to write, produce, and direct stage shows in history. And the topics of all of her shows were typically around sex liberation rights and act like rights, gay rights, women activists type stuff. So um she absolutely was a beacon for a lot of maybe the minority groups okay they're out there in the world she had um, a very um marilyn monroe-esque to yeah. her but this was pre-marilyn monroe you know yes. like this is um before marilyn monroe's time in hollywood and so I'd say, if anything, Marilyn Monroe probably took something from Mae West as she was yeah. uh, discovering her look. But definitely, like, the bold lip and the blonde hair and very oh, yeah. voluptuous. Yep. And so she actually was in a burlesque show in Detroit in 1915 at the... Uh, I believe it's the Hotel Cadillac. I don't know what it is today. It's still, it, I think it still is. Oh, okay, cool. So the Hotel Cadillac um, had their own burlesque shows and they started on Sundays and they had a matinee every day. Um, 
And so just a little daytime, whole sassy pants during the day, you know, <laughs> and the, my favorite part about some of the Michigan history with burlesque is you were allowed to be do burlesque in any facility, as long as you couldn't see it from the street. So that's why a lot of the bars that you see nowadays in Michigan, especially downtown Detroit, where they had the burlesque shows, they have minimal, if any windows on the front of the building at all. It was built oh. specifically for burlesque shows. So I got like all kinds of fun history on a bunch of this shit. Yeah. So the show, the name of the show was the dazzling or the, the, a dazzling show called sun, sunshine girls. And it was, they were full of pep (laughs) 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 and the flyer actually highlights that miss may West was going to be the original dancer and she was known as the girl with the personality they like had had coined that phrase girl with the personality because she was the way she executed her moves on stage and the way she sung in some of the stage shows she was actually in a show um in 1918 um that was that only had like eight performances until it was shut down but when it was shut down a reporter had actually said um that she was one of the um the way i can't remember how they specifically worded it but like her grotesque way of singing Mm. and dancing Mm. was intriguing to them like the delivery of how she was, she was exaggerating things way more beyond anybody on, on the stage around her. So Got like it. she kind of had gotten, she was kind of like pulled out as like interesting by this reporter. And so as her story kind of unfolds, she was the girl with the personality or the girl that had the sass yeah. or whatever like that. Kind of the same yeah. as, you know, the other ones we've been discussing. Yeah. Well, but the interesting thing is because we were talking about recognition of uh, people's signs, astrological sun signs based on their <laughs> behaviors. She's a Leo. Yeah. And is. we're recording this the day before her birthday. She was on purpose. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. But so Leos love the spotlight though. Leos are very much known for kind of always being on show sparkle Um, on purpose and um yeah they're always turning on the glitter like you have to tell them to stop (laughs) yeah like okay you've maxed it out it's you can take a break it's fine (laughs) (laughs) are you are you are you did you lose some energy do you need to take a rest (laughs) you that was a lot you probably exhorted you're like you should take a a breather (laughs) right So, well, I'm glad that that worked out from a timing perspective. Go yeah. Yeah. So Miss Mae West, we will dive into her and all the little things that she did throughout her existence for almost a hundred years. She actually, she actually like, she was so modern, if you will, that she, when she was coming up in her early years, she adapted personalities and personas. And she even went as far as to be like what they called a male impersonator, which was really impressive because she was taking on like a drag king persona. So Mm -hmm. she was, it was almost as if like, if you believe in reincarnation and that reincarnation happens at any point on the timeline, you know, it doesn't have to be 
like right now she you could die today and reincarnate in 1915 or whatever she was like of that modern era thinking so it was really it's she's really interesting lady i'm very excited to kind Mm. of dive into her yeah yeah and that whole um drag king world is kind of new to me i brought it up in one of our first ho of history episodes and i didn't realize how big of an impact it had at that time yeah it was it's like the um androgynous Mm -hmm. conversation was very much alive in the era but it was very much not public it was always discussed in private and ironically a lot some of the women's fashions came from that androgynous Mm -hmm. gay you know lesbian era of having to hide who you Mm -hmm. were Mm -hmm. and so it's it's just I love that era so much but yeah Mae West was like she's pretty with it you know I feel like she'd very much be able to survive this era and actually be better off (laughs) Uh, my um quick little tidbit that I found here is as I was googling like who she is and um in the results you know now google on your phone gives you the opportunity just kind of hit the down arrow and gives you a brief little summary yeah of the different things so I did that to about I don't know five or six of them and I just scrolled through them real fast. And then I get to this one where it says, why is a life jacket called a Mae West? Which oh, I didn't know. What is this? <laughs> yeah. So I had never heard of a life jacket being called a Mae West before. Um, but it does. It denotes an inflatable life jacket. And it was originally as issued to the Royal Air Force Aviators during the Second World War. So at some point, you know, we stopped calling it a Mae West, but it was popular um, during World War II. And it was called, the life jacket was called a Mae West because she was renowned for her generous bust. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I love this story so much already. people took it upon themselves to create these depictions of this these women oh my goodness because she was busty (laughs) she had a generous bust generous (laughs) (laughs) so i i tipped you off that i had found this little tidbit tadbit here prior Mm -hmm. to us recording do you understand why i was like You'll see why you like this. I love it. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, oh, my goodness. So speaking well, of which, my, um, we'll, we'll transition into Girls. Yeah. Because this sure. is connected. So Girls are something positive that either happened to us or that we pat ourselves in the back for and um just a little moment of kudos and positivity and i recently had some blood work done with my functional doctor whose specialization is ob and she um took my blood work for my hormones 
And my estrogen and testosterone were extremely low. Like she was like, how do you have a libido? Like, how are you functioning? <laughs> oh, and I was like, okay. I was like, well, well, I'm just you know, existing currently. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, well, you know, I've been trying to discover or figure out like why I'm so tired. And this is now the 10th thing to add to the list of like why I was so tired. I'm like, I've changed my lifestyle and I'm not as stressed. And so like, I feel better, but I am not like bouncing off the wall with energy though, either. Like you'd mm -hmm. expect somebody who's less stressed to be like better. Let me take over the world. And I'm not. And <laughs> she said that when you have really low testosterone, um, that it, it's, your hormone that is the one that gets you to do stuff. Basically it's your get oh. up and go type hormone. It's the one that like pushes you. And so she's like, I could understand why you wouldn't have any desire. Wow. To... I didn't realize that testosterone was your gumption. Yeah. Who knew? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. probably a lot of people just not me and you apparently. <laughs> right. Right. We're learning. Right. Obviously testosterone is also used for muscle development and balancing weight and thing like things like that, which yeah. I have tried numerous workouts, especially since COVID to keep my weight in check. And it is not, I mean, not that it's bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like there was been no effect. I'll say. Yeah. I would like, say I, with the I, amount I, of cycling that you did, you should be skinnier than me. <laughs> well, and I was working out I've done a couple of stints where I've worked out at least five days a week and right. followed a really good diet and have no change in my weight. And yeah. so it's very likely due to the fact that my hormones are out of balance. Um, so she's like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to, she gave me a natural supplement for estrogen. So I'm not taking like a, um, a prescription medication for estrogen. <laughs> Um, but I am taking, well, I'm not really taking, I guess she gave me a testosterone cream as a supplement. Careful. And, um, I was like, where do you put it? <laughs> yeah. Like behind your knee and your armpit. Like, where do you it, put that? No, she was like, most women put it on their vulva because it gives them a better orgasm. Holy fuck. What? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I had to go get this cream from a compound pharmacy. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I led with, she's my, she's a functional doctor. Yeah, so she's like, not a pill pusher. And so cool. Like I'm all for the natural path. That's exciting as shit. Yes. And so, um, my period though was five days late. Oh, <laughs> which but no it's not scary to me I'm like extremely careful so I'm not concerned about like being pregnant or anything like that but um I was just like okay so things are starting to like take place here because my periods were also not normal like my mm -hmm. schedule was jacked up and so I was telling her my schedule is jacked the fuck up and she's like yeah I can see um <laughs> This is exciting. Okay. So you got the cream. So, so I started taking the supplements for estrogen orally. Those are like pills. You take two a day. So my period came, thankfully. Yay! Um, it just, it's a little off schedule still. 
Um, it's getting, hopefully this is like a turn of events and we're going to get on a schedule and then the testosterone cream. So I didn't notice any change in, I'll say like horniness level or like libido because I pretty much am constantly that way. (laughs) You're very consistent in that regard. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, but let me tell you how I used the cream like every day for, I think it was like two or three weeks, maybe it was like two ish weeks and I hadn't had sex. Okay. Okay. So first time I have sex after using this cream, let me tell you about mind blowing. I was like, like in the moment, it didn't make sense to me that it was the cream. I just thought, well, it's been a couple of weeks, you know, or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, that was wild. Like I literally (laughs) said that out loud. I was like, that was wild. Like that was intense. And then like, I had to take a moment and like capture myself. And then later on that night, I was like, oh my God, it's the (laughs) testosterone cream. (laughs) That's not this man. It's just the cream. (laughs) Well, I did all the work anyway. (laughs) Of course. I mean, not all the work, but the actual 95% the actual sex part I did um so because I know what can make me have a good orgasm and we didn't have a lot of time so (laughs) Virgo you Virgoed it got it um I did not this was at his request okay (laughs) I I Virgoed it at the request um I did not take over the situation without asking or without being told to yes no like that didn't happen organically I was like oh you oh oh this is got it (laughs) loud and clear bud (laughs) but so it's a lot of fucking work to do all this health stuff and you have to be really persistent to try to find answers and to find doctors who will listen to you and a functional doctor is not covered by insurance. So you have to pay a shit ton of money. Right. Just all of it is like such bullshit all the time. So much work too. It's so much work. And the only reason I'm able to dedicate time to this kind of stuff is because I'm not working as many hours. Right. Trying to, trying to take care of your health and, and figure out, um, why things are the way they are is extremely time consuming and it can be another stressor Mm -hmm. and it can be overwhelming if you don't have the right mindset for it. And so I am definitely like carving out a big part of my time to get this shit sorted while I can. And I asked her like, well, what would make my estrogen and testosterone levels so low? And she looked at me straight dead in the eyes through the zoom <laughs> of course <laughs> it goes chronic stress I was like okay all, all right, right. <laughs> loud and clear <laughs> so I'm spreading the message to other women like we got to get it together we cannot be stressed out like that I mean the fact that it impacts you to a point where your estrogen and testosterone levels, I didn't know that. And I'm now I'm like, 
And I jacked up too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to say that everybody's jacked up. I'm just trying to bring awareness, like just a, a quick little like, hey, if you're super stressed and you felt that way for a long time, it has an impact on you that you can't see. And like, it's, you're also in a situation where you're living with it. And so you're not, you don't even know what you're missing. Like now that I'm on the supplements and my life is less stressful and I just had like mind blowing sex. I'm like, I didn't know I was <laughs> like, I, like, I just got used to living a certain way. I mean, you get comfortable with it. And then you don't know it's a problem. So congratulations. Yeah. I had a girl. Thank really you. Proud. Thank you. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and also feel like now I need to do my own soul searching. Um, <laughs> I am proud of myself for moving. I put like almost 10 years worth of stuff into a house and I with, with the help of Seth and his friends, got the big stuff out, but I single-handedly went through and moved everything from that house to this house with my little Jeep. And I'm very proud of myself. I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get overwhelmed. I didn't freak out and panic on people. I just put my head down and did the work. And what it made me realize is that I should never work for myself because I'll never stop. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have an off button when it comes to like the things I need to do. So I'm proud of myself for also not throwing myself into a myasthenic crisis mm -hmm. by stressing myself out. Mm -hmm. I made, I ate and Seth took care, you know, made sure that I wasn't doing too much too. So I'm very thankful for him on that front. <clears throat> you know, he was like, you need to sleep today. And I was like, no. And he was like, yes, you're sleeping. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Yeah. So it was nice to have that partner. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just, I'm really proud of myself for the things I parted with, the things I threw away, the thing, and just like my manner and demeanor and how I handled everything. Like, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And I'm just very happy, proud of myself. Atta girl. Thanks, Hal. <laughs> All right. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe. You can send us requests for a hose of history to um, homancepodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at homance underscore chronicles. You can join the judgment free zone on Facebook. It's our closed group where at this rate, I, I feel like we have other people who just run it. Um, so you, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, so you go to the home as Chronicles, the judgment free zone to join there. And yeah, that's everything. Thanks. Thanks for everybody for your support and the, and the subscribing and the reviews and the kindness and the participation. We love you. Home out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>